Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Third down. Well, well safe. On the 39-yard line. It's Jacobs. Cuts over to the left. Slashes back. Breaks free, crosses the 30, has a first down, ladies and gentlemen, with 30 seconds left in overtime. They're in Daniel Carlson territory. And Daniel Carlson is on to put a little frosting on the cake. A little 47-yarder. Chills. I'm still getting. I don't think I've. I don't think the chills have stopped since last night. And I'm not talking about being sick or anything like that. It's. It was. I've been to a lot of sporting events. Everyone. In case you didn't know that, by the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m. on a Monday. One of the more enjoyable, I am sure, Mondays for Raider Nation in a long, long time celebrate you deserve it i was so happy for raider fans look i cover your team but i feel your passion i understand um the the energy level the frustration over the last x amount of years all of that i was so happy for raider nation uh because i know what it means to you guys to be able to enjoy a moment like last night but then also be able to celebrate a victory uh, like the Raiders provided you guys last night. And I've been thinking about Raider Nation uh, all day long today uh, because I know, like I said, the passion is uh, second to none. And the frustration level we all know has been, you know, at an all-time high. To be rewarded the way you got rewarded last night, what a great atmosphere at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, what a great performance by both teams. Uh, Justin Herbert, boy, that dude's going to be a problem for, for years to come. Derek Carr, his 30th uh, comeback drive or game-winning drive. Daniel Carlson kicking his fifth game-winning field goal this year. It goes on and on and on. The Raiders win their fourth straight game. Nobody thought that they were going to be able to do that. Um, they punched their ticket to the playoffs. They're the fifth seed, you guys. The fifth seed. <laughs> that was like, had you told me Sunday morning when I woke up that the Raiders were going to be the fifth seed by the end of Sunday night, I would have said, I think they're going to win the game. I always felt they were going to beat the Chargers yesterday. Took a little extra time to do it, but that's the way the Raiders roll this year. You're not going to complain about that. Uh, I hope not anyway. Um, These these wins that they've had, especially three of the last four being uh, off the foot uh, and leg of of Daniel Carlson in last second dramatic fashion. We keep talking about this over and over and over again. This team has built a level of resiliency and fortitude that is second to none right now in the NFL. There's not a team more prepared to deal with whatever the circumstances might be moving forward. There's nothing they haven't seen. There's nothing they haven't dealt with. I am here to tell you that is extremely, extremely important this time of year. They are battle-tested. They're scarred. They're hurt. They've been through it all from one end of the spectrum to the other. They keep finding ways to win. It doesn't always have to be pretty, but what have I been saying these last four weeks? I don't care what it looks like. A win this time of year, you hang those up on a wall because they're priceless. They're beautiful works of art. And last night was the culmination of everything they've been doing for uh, this past month or so. To get to the playoffs after everything that they've been through is just a tribute to everybody over at that uh, practice facility in Henderson, but also just a just reward for Raider Nation. You guys showed out yesterday. I have so many friends from Los Angeles that were there covering that game. And, in fact, quick story, Bill Plaschke, the great columnist for the Los Angeles Times. You guys know him from ESPN, all of that. Uh, I picked him up over at his hotel, drove him back last night, and he was talking about how that is one of the most unique atmospheres that he's seen in the NFL. And he was laughing. He's like, you know, Vinny, There were three teams in 2015 trying to move to Los Angeles, the Chargers, the Rams, the Raiders. And that night in Houston, back in 2016, January of 2016, the Raiders were the third team in a three-team race for Los Angeles. 
it looked bleak for them. And Bill says to me, you know what? Out of all three of those teams, nobody made out better than the Raiders. That beautiful stadium, Allegiant Stadium, is Raider-centric. You know whose stadium that is. You go into that building, it's all Raidered out. They've got the concert. They've got the band. They've got uh, you know great performances at halftime. There was a great atmosphere. Raider Nation rolled in and took over and did not relent. Throughout the game, it was just a tremendous atmosphere. It was a great night. I'm going on and on because I'm still pretty excited about it. I've seen a lot of sporting events. Between the atmosphere, the stakes, the performance, the way it all went down, the thrilling uh, aspects of it, the roller coaster ride, giving up a 15-point lead, having to come back and win in overtime, two overtime drives uh, directed by Derek Carr to finally put him over the top. The timeout by Brandon Staley, the decision uh, maybe to play for the tie. Do you play for the tie here? Do you go for a win? Uh, the Chargers kind of got sucked into something that they probably shouldn't have, but oh, the Raiders said, okay, we'll take it then, and we're going to beat you uh, as a result. And that's what happened, and here the Raiders are, as I said, the fifth seed in the playoffs. Do you realize, and I'm, I'm just saying this, what's, what's, come on, what's today's date? January 10th? January 10th. It's Monday, January 10th. I'm just throwing something out that we'll mark it down. Well, what do you, I don't know what you call it in radio, but you, you book it or you, you, you save it, whatever the case is. I don't know what it is. There's a scenario where the Raiders could host the AFC championship game. With the way things are in the AFC right now, there's no body that I think is just going to run away with this thing. There's, I could make a case for the Pittsburgh Steelers going to Kansas City and beating the Chiefs. Are you sold on the Tennessee Titans, like being the best team of all? DeMond's nodding his head, but he had no nothing. <laughs> but I'm serious. Like, like I, all respect to every team that's still left in the playoffs, but there's no juggernaut. You can make a case that the Steelers could beat Kansas City, and that somehow, some way, there's a scenario where it's the Raiders against the sixth seed or the seventh seed. And guess what? They would host that game at Allegiant Stadium. Don't I know it sounds crazy, but I'll tell you what. And let me ask you this: Five weeks ago, would the thought of the Raiders being the fifth seed in the playoffs seem a little bit crazy to you when they had lost five of six games? Yeah, it probably sounded pretty insane <laughs> about a month ago, month and a week ago. Even Derek Carr said, you know, the people out there, I'd, I'd kick you if you said you thought that this was actually going to happen. Well, it did. Don't rule anything out. It's one of those crazy seasons. I go back to Derek Carr a month and a half ago or so talking about the conversation that he had with his brother David. If you remember, David Carr was a backup quarterback on the New York Giants who were kind of just flailing away one year. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. all of a sudden they got hot at the right time, kind of at the same time that the Raiders got hot. They crawl in as a wild card. Then they went on the road and beat everybody's butt. And guess who they ended up beating in the Super Bowl? A team that was on the verge of winning 18 games that year, or however many, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19 games. They were ready to go 19-0, the New England Patriots, and the Giants, as a wild card, Won the Super Bowl. Nobody saw that coming. And David told Derek, hey, it happened for us. Why can't it happen to you guys? And Derek's like, you know what? Why can't it happen with us? Well, leg one of that journey has already happened. Four straight wins. Three in last-second situations, thanks to Daniel Carlson, the great kicker. And here they are, the fifth seed, rolling into Cincinnati next week. And listen, I don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. But if you're sitting here telling me that the Raiders can't beat the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going to have to say, yeah, you're wrong. Yes, they can. They absolutely can. I'll go back to even the game that they played them earlier this year. That was the game the Raiders kept shooting themselves in the foot. If they had just cleaned up that, they could beat the Cincinnati Bengals. They could have won that game, uh, you know, a couple months ago. And they absolutely could go to Cincinnati and win. I'm not saying that's going to happen. It's a little too early for that, although... I'm not ruling anything out. Let's go to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Dave is in Denver. How you doing, Raider Dave, in Denver? I am high as a kite on Raider Nation, aren't you? Uh, I, I, I absolutely am. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you bring up the scenario because anything's possible. Look how crazy it's always been for the Raiders. You know, games with names, 
and the ability to have just anything happen last minute in any of the games that they've done this year. This team has character. This team has a mindset. And it's very possible that New England can go to Buffalo and beat them. And then the Raiders end up playing New England at Allegiant in a couple of weeks. So it's just phenomenal. On top of that, hats off to the Steelers for uh, donating to Daniel Carlson's charities. Maybe they should book in that with some sort of uh, unemployment insurance for the coach of the, of the Chargers. Maybe that could earn some interest in some time because I think that that guy's book is sealed. There's not enough nails in the coffin. No, he's coming back. Now. He's fine. He'll be uh, fine. I like Brendan he'll Staley. He'll be there, but he'll be there a few more years because if he doesn't change his philosophy, they're going to oust him. Everybody will go crazy in L.A., beating the heck out of that guy. I don't know if he has any more than three years left there if he continues to play like this. Nobody has ever been disrespected like the Raiders were going uh, fourth and two on the 18-yard line. I mean, that is just absolutely disrespectful. And I'm really glad that the montage is never just tie, baby. It's always just win, and that's what they did to kick them down the road. So uh, hopefully the Steelers can uh, repay it by winning a couple of games and doing exactly what you said, coming to Elysian for an AFC championship. Now, here's something crazy to me. Or not crazy, but interesting. You brought something up, Raider Dave, in Denver. And uh, I'm going to give you the first opportunity to name it. Yeah. You, you, like you said, there's always a name for a game. I mean, there's if there's any game in Raider oh, history that deserves a it. name for the game, last night's was. Let's hear it. The 18th game season. Because the 18th game regular season, because if you tie up all the time they spent in overtime, the Raiders have played an extra game versus everybody else in the NFL. All right. I like it. I like I think we need I mean, I, I think that might sum up the season. I need something that's going to sum up that game. Like there has to be. Is it the, the, the timeout? Game? You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be like a one word or a couple of phrase that, that we can that we can really say. I liked where you're headed. And that's that's actually a great point. They've played an extra game because of all the extra, you know, quarters that they've had. Yeah, to play. they got five overtimes. I'm I'm sure a couple of those went all the way down to the end or very close to it. So with five of them, I'm sure the Raiders cumulatively have played an 18th game where everybody else played 17 in the season. I don't know, but if you're going to book in one name for this team, it's Carlson with two R's. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Because those two dudes have, between Derek's resiliency and, and resolve in those kind of closing sort of moments, and then obviously Daniel Carlson's just well, ability to... Hey, how did you like what Max said? He called him the sniper. I like that. That was good. Oh, that that sounds yeah. Max-ish right there, too. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It it's definitely does. All right, Raider Dave, I, don't be a stranger this week, please. We need uh, uh, to hear from you as the week goes on and the nerves start um, escalating and the anxiety starts how, to grow. Go ahead. Here's one question for you. Okay. How big do you think the tab was for those two people that wore Steelers jerseys buying drinks to Raider Nation after the game? <laughs> that yeah, that's that's one of those priceless uh, type uh, type propositions. But I'm glad they enjoyed themselves. And I and again, I got to reiterate that that atmosphere last night at Allegiant Stadium was phenomenal. And I've been to a lot of big sporting events, and uh, that 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 game that atmosphere everything was just on point from little little john was just killing it uh last night and uh, i'm up there writing my story because that was one of those crazy deadlines stories so uh i knew like i have it for the newspaper and can't cover the raiders for the las vegas review journal and guess what we still do print a newspaper and we do a very good addition uh on, in addition to the obviously the online uh, version that we do my deadline last night was 9 30 p.m that game closed at around 9, 10 or so to give you an idea of the stress I was dealing with. So at halftime, I'm, I have to write something just to give my, me a, a fair chance uh, to get, you know, the, the necessary length that I have to get to, to fit my, you know, editor's needs and whatnot. Anyway, I'm writing as little John is performing. I'm like, wow, this is like, and just looking around going, this is tremendous. This is what, this is what the NFL envisioned about Las Vegas. And I give Mark Davis uh, the whole organization, everybody that had a hand in uh, bringing this to fruition, and there's a bunch of people that deserve a lot of credit, including the state, politicians, leaders in the community, all of that. But this was what they envisioned, this type of atmosphere, the combination of Raider Nation, Raider lore, 
Raider history. We saw that obviously with with the uh, tributes to John Madden, which were you know tear uh, created a lot of tears uh, in that building last night. The 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 band that performs, which sounds great. Um, the the entertainment at halftime. Uh, the the whole everything it just fits Las Vegas and Raider Nation perfectly, and it also does justice to the Bay Area end of Raider Nation, the Los Angeles, Southern California end of of Raider Nation. You know, when I was walking up to the stadium and I was uh, looking at the um, tailgate scene, so many cars with California plates and Nevada plates, no doubt about it. But it's just this perfect marriage, this landing spot uh, here in Las Vegas, and. Above and beyond that, the atmosphere that the Raiders have created, and I said this from day one, it's unique. No other stadium in the country, when you're talking about the NFL, has this type of allure. I I equate it to Staples Center. Um, and you, if you haven't been to a big time Laker game, then you, uh, you just don't you can't, you can't comprehend. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's it's the NFL version of the Lakers and Staples Center and everything that they've built there. And I think it's just going to continue to build here, Devon. Yeah, uh, one of the things that makes it very distinctly Vegas is Bruce Buffer before the game. Totally, he's like getting down that it's time, like right as the kickoff is about to happen. And I was in the press box, you know, me and a couple of my media relations like coworkers. I was punched. I was fist bumping just <laughs> off of Bruce Buffer. I was like, this feels like a big fight. Josh Jacobs after the game saying that, hey man, he's played a national championships game, and this is equal or maybe even more, like in the, in terms of like the loudness was just on par with that playing a national championship game. So last. Last night was a very special night at Legion Stadium, but like you're saying, all the pageantry involved, that gets you so pumped up for a football game that sometimes, I'm sure the fans, kickoff happens and it's like, whoa, we need a break. Right, exactly, <laughs> and and it's 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 like I said, there, there's no other venue uh, that, that has all of those uh, elements, and I know at SoFi, his brother does SoFi. I've seen him over at SoFi, so I'm wondering if... Um, they they're kind of represented by the same guy, and I know Legends I think does something for both stadium. That's the uh, that's the Jerry Jones uh, Steinbrenner uh, organization. So I'm wondering if they're tied in with them, but it just adds another element. And come on, when you're in Las Vegas or Los Angeles, and you could just reach across the street the street to whoever's performing in Las Vegas, say, hey, do you want to come at, over here at halftime? And I guarantee you, everyone's like, yes, of course I want to go to a, you know, perform at a Raider game. Who doesn't want to do that? So the 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 uh, the clo- the proximity to be able to go get any kind of an act, a magician that's world renowned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do you remember that when they yeah, did Chris that, Angel? Chris? And that was. That was no joke. Yes. That was Death no divine. joke. Yes, exactly. I was thinking, you know, pull a rabbit out or something like that. But no, this dude goes all the way up to the rafters in a straight jacket and is like flirtily, you know, just heading down downward and has to get out. Anyway, that, that was that was unto itself as well. Uh, but I just, they've captured it and it's hard to do that. And here's the other thing. It seems genuine, Damon. It's not manufactured or um, what do you call it? Uh Oh, there's a word that I'm looking for where it seems forced, you know, like they're trying, they're trying too hard. Everything kind of fits, right? Don't you think? Oh yeah, like Lil John yesterday. Because ah. for me, I'm not gonna lie, like I, I didn't think to. I was like, oh, you know, Lil John hasn't had a hit in a while. But I was like, are people really gonna be excited for Lil John? Like I was standing next to Will and had Will kiss, and it was like he couldn't get to a seat because the row of people right. that were all standing up in the press box because it's like we want to see Lil John. Right. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. People were excited about Lil John. I mean, and well, he like brought once, it. Once those hits, once the hits did exactly. start playing, yo, know, it was just like it was like 05 again for people. It was. And and it's 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 music that we all have heard and you know, uh, party to and we're at the club dancing to or whatever. It's so it it, it fit for everybody. Uh it was a great night. And Damon, we we talked a lot about this last week. Um, about how there's seminal moments and moments that sort of galvanize and moments that that expedite the process of a team being able to really forge its identity in the local market we you know look Raider Nation rolls far and wide and deep and long and all that nothing is changed in that regard but there's still a local market here that they're trying to continue to connect to um and and lure over and for it for this to be for the Raiders to be the team in Las Vegas, that's going to take a little bit of a process. But it's moments like that when you can reward. Everyone's talking about this game right now. 
everybody in Las Vegas is talking about what happened with the Raiders last night and the fact that they won, even though it was in, you know, nobody wanted, I'm sure, to have the heart attacks <laughs> that they did uh, going down the stretch the way they did and the 15-point, you know, uh, lead that evaporated, the Chargers scoring on the last play of regulation, then completing the two-point conversion to tie it up. Who really wants to go through that? But in retrospect now, all of that makes this such a memorable game. And, of course, it's easier to digest when your team wins. But when they do in that kind of a thrilling fashion, you just remember it. This becomes a memorable game that 20 years down the line, I saw a bunch of kids there. And, there, you know, so, uh, there was a couple of tweets I saw. Their dad was like, hey, this was the first time I brought my son to a game. What a memorable. You don't think they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives? It's just great. And that's what I love about sports. And I really feel the Raiders are onto something here uh, that's pretty darn special. Real quick, we're going to go out to Dylan in West Virginia. Yes, sir. <laughs> you still I, you a little, little breathless still? Yeah, I tell you, you know, last night I was watching with my dad. You know, we've been Raider fans, you know, my whole life. And last night was one of the moments, he, you know, we're big Florida State fans. And that, that moment when they won the national championship a couple, uh, it's been about six, seven years ago. That moment, it felt that last night. And I tell you, you know, guys like Max Crosby, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, you know, everybody who has been on this journey, who, you know, you know, the move we, when we left, when we got this new regime, like everything has come. And I'm telling you, you know, you hit it on the head, man. When you talked about 07 Giants vibe, I get that. Like I'm getting that vibe from this team. It feels like that to me. And why not? You know what I'm saying? Like you, when you look at the AFC, and we've been talking about this, uh, Dylan, and I want your thoughts on this. When you when, when you look at the AFC, there's is there really anybody that you're so scared of that you don't think you know, the Raiders no, can compete with? There's not. And I'm going to be at the game Saturday. I got my ticket. I will be in Cincinnati. Me and my buddies are going. I'm so excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. But there's not. There's you know there's a big chance of snow coming Saturday over in Cincinnati. There's like a 50 percent chance of snow, 60 percent something like that. And you know what? Even if that that comes, I'm ready. Like there, there is nothing that I don't think this team looks and says. You know what? We can't beat this team. Like we can't beat. Like okay, we can't beat Joe, Joe Burrow and company. We can't beat Ryan Tannehill. We can't beat uh, Patrick Mahomes. This team is believing. And I'm telling you, last night it was. You know, for a second. You know, for a second, I was thinking. You know, when we when we got the interception, I was thinking, man, how fitting would it be? If we were just to start, just to blow this team out. But I tell you, you know, Justin Herbert, the, the dude can play. He, oh, yeah. All respect to him. And, you know, you know, what, you know, Staley, whatever happened there is, you know, that, whatever. I don't care. That team is good. And they're a problem. But, you know, we got some players. Oh, yeah. We're tough. We're good. And Derek Carr, you know, he deserves this more than anybody. You know, I remember when he got hurt. Again on Christmas, you know, it was it was honestly one of the worst Christmases I've ever had in my life because it just it was so sickening. And to now to see him get a chance, it's just oh, it's just awesome. I love it. I'm so excited. Um, be able to share this with my buddies this Saturday, and you know, my dad. Like it, I'm just so excited, man. Like you have no idea. And I thank everyone out there who was there last night. If you were there last night. Thank you. Thank you for being loud. Thank you for the cheer and you know, thank you. Yeah, uh, it was unbelievable. It was quite the night. Safe travels, Dylan, uh, to Cincinnati from uh, from West Virginia. Uh, glad you're going to be able to be a part of, of that as well. Uh, and speaking of Derek Carr, it was funny watching him. Interesting, I should say, watching him last night. Uh, I, I covered the Lakers. I covered Kobe Bryant for many, many years. All right, and he is taking a page out of Kobe uh, right now with all these comeback wins. And I've told this so many times. I've I've been at games where Kobe was eight of twenty going into the fourth quarter, or even the last three minutes of the fourth quarter, and he's just hitting, couldn't hit you know the the side of a barn uh, with a basketball, and then all of a sudden just turn into um, a guy that's not going to miss a shot and leads his team to wins. But as I watched Derek Carr last night, and he was he if there's if there's somebody that 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 Derek, um, you know, just is a disciple of in a lot of ways, sports wise, it's it's Kobe Bryant. And there were so many times where there were big moments in Kobe's career, and we would talk to him, and he would be just giving us this look like. Um, it doesn't matter because the job still needs to be done. There's still 
way too much to be uh, uh, finished. There's a, there's a finish line that we're not even close to. So, yeah, this was a great night. Yeah, I scored 56 points in the clinching win over whatever. Uh, but who cares? I got another game to play and a more important, um, you know, more important endeavors ahead. And as I watched Derek Carr, and I know how he feels. I truly do. He was ecstatic last night. But he wasn't going to get caught in that moment. And he put on his Kobe face and was like, the job's not done. And I could see I, he transformed. He transformed in front of those cameras and was like, this goes on. This doesn't stop here. I didn't. I don't want to just get to the playoffs. It's more than that. And I was like, okay. And he, I know, and I've talked to him about this and his love for Kobe Bryant. And it's, it's just, I'm not comparing him to Kobe Bryant. But there's some elements to his game this year that have been very Kobe-esque in terms of how he clutches up and turns it on when it matters. Two scoring drives in overtime. That was clutch, and as clutch as it comes. Uh, so just a great night for him, and I know that he's determined to make sure that this is not the finish line. It's really just the new starting line. We're going to go out to the Underground Lounge. Our good friend Q Myers is holding it down over at the Oil Hotel. Q, I, I talked to you a lot last night, and uh, it was one of those great atmospheres that I think everyone's going to remember for the rest of their lives, especially the little kids that were there. And, you know, th those, that's, where, that's where fans become fans and, and, and devoted fans of a team. Uh, it was just a special night for Las Vegas. It was a special night for Raider Nation. It was obviously a special night for the Raiders, and they deserved it. The whole organization does. Uh, but at the same time, as we just mentioned, this is not the finish line. This is the starting point for a new leg of their journey, and I don't think it's over by any stretch of the imagination. No, I mean, it's not. You know, and you're right. It, it, right now, everybody is zero and zero. You know, it doesn't matter if you're the number one seed or the number seven seed. I mean, everyone is square right now, and so uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out. You know, this is a, a, a tough draw that they have with Cincinnati. It's going to be a tough environment, but it's not something that they can't overcome. They've proven that they can go on the road in, in bad elements and win games. They did it in Cleveland. I mean, there's there's really nothing that they can't do. They have a puncher's chance in my, what I believe is every game. So um, they they took a major step last night, punching their ticket to the playoffs. I think they showed Raider Nation, especially Las Vegas and, and members of Raider Nation that might not have been fans for a long time what this team and what this fan base can be all about. It was loud. They were proud last night. It was it was a hell of an atmosphere, man, and, and Raider Nation got rewarded with a nice W. Q Myers, um, Josh Jacobs has gone over 102 out of the last three games. Yeah. And I think if I got to look at the stats last week, uh, but it was still a fairly you know decent game for him last week as well. They're, they're running the ball finally yep. and running with a purpose. And uh, it's, it's, it's a difference maker. How important, look, if it snows on Saturday, that run game becomes even more prominent. How important was it, is it, that they've gotten this run game going and what Josh was able to do last night? Oh, it's huge. It really is because the run game and defense travels. It travels really well. It doesn't matter what the weather's like. If you could stop somebody and you could run the ball, you could win a lot of games. And Josh Jacobs had, what, 63 yards last week, 100 and something this week. Uh, he calls himself the closer, and that's what he's trying to do. And, and that's... And that's a good thing. You know, if they're able to do that, and I know he's hurt and he's not 100% healthy, but he's still out there giving it his all. And for a guy that hasn't had the season that he was expecting to have, he sure is coming in clutch when it matters the most, right, at the end. Yeah, uh, and I think it was Paul Gutierrez who asked him, you know, uh, is it one of those when the adrenaline goes, their pain goes away? He's like, no, man, I feel it out right. there. Yeah. Um, and I, So I appreciate the honesty of like, no, man, it does hurt, but – Something right now uh, is, is running through him, and it's come at the perfect time uh, for the Raiders. And, and last thing, Q, uh, before you, you tell us what's going down uh, at the underground, um, we talked last week about there's various different uh, defensive playmakers on that field. Now, I know at the end of the game, you know, they couldn't hold the lead. It is what it is, but they were able to hold them to just a field goal on the, on the Chargers' possession, which turned out to be a key to the game. Uh, as well, but between Max Crosby, uh, Casey Hayward, guys flying around, that was a really good quarterback that they played, and they and they they played well enough. And I think that that, like you said, can travel. But just the fact that there's a plenty of guys on that defense that can step up and make a play is huge. No, it really is. You know, and uh, I mean they're doing everything that they can to win these games, and it's not always pretty. And you know they've been criticized uh, for the path that they've taken because they've gone up against. Uh, quarterbacks in good situations, you know. Okay, well, one guy's out because of COVID. One other guy's uh, angered, uh, 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 injured and banged up. Uh, another guy, Carson Wentz, is very suspect. 
But Justin Herbert is the guy who gets all the love, right? He gets all the deservedly. love. Yeah, I mean, deservedly, Woo. but they beat him. They you know, did. I mean, he had a hell of a game, but they still found a way to win. So uh, there should be nobody that's saying, well, uh, the Raiders this and that, and they're l- getting lucky and all this other stuff. No, they're finding ways to win games. And in the NFL in January, there's no such thing as luck. It's about going and finding ways to win games. Four straight wins. There's no luck that is no. involved in that. No. When they had to have them. Right. Or go home. Right. Uh, all right. So, Q, what's going down uh, over at the Underground Lounge? I see the uh, national championship game and your Alabama uh, uh, Crimson Tide's getting ready to uh, to roll out and probably win another one. Uh, I'll just throw it out there like that. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Yeah, man. Normally, I don't. I, normally, when the defense is on the field, I kind of just chill. You know what I'm saying? I sit on the bench. Um, but this game, I definitely was up. I was, I was definitely into it. I mean, I told them, I said, man, I played at Alabama. I played in national championship games. I played in some crazy environments. But tonight, tonight was definitely different. Um, tonight was definitely special. This one was definitely go down in uh, the books for me. That was Raiders running back Josh Jacobs uh, giving the tip of the cap to uh, Allegiant Stadium and the fans for the atmosphere that they helped create. It was relentless last night, and there were so many fourth downs, and obviously the Chargers got on a roll uh, on fourth down in, uh, on those uh, two scoring drives. And um, and, I, and I was just looking around going, man, how much longer can the fans get up and get after it like over and over and over again? And there was no breaking point they played a role last night and I kind of think that they created a little bit of a um, standard now that's the standard that should be at Allegiant Stadium now it's not going to always be like that because you know even if you go to New Orleans regular season New Orleans is different than playoff New Orleans even though it's loud during the regular season and it is especially in a big game it could get even louder and so but there has to be now a um, uh, sort of a standard that is week in, week out at Allegiant Stadium that they can then take to another level in a game like last night or a playoff game uh, when Allegiant eventually hosts playoff games because it will, and it could happen this year. Don't rule it out. I'm just saying. I was looking at the seedings, and I was like, there's no, you know, it's not outlandish to think that Allegiant can actually have a playoff game this year, um, you know, in the AFC Championship game. Some things have to happen, but guess what? Things had to happen yesterday just for the Raiders to get the fifth seed the fifth seed. Who thought the Colts were going to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday? Like, that's that's how crazy this NFL season. And I, I go back to last week, Sunday, in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium, where the national championship game is about ready to get off. I'm closing up my, you know, packing away my computer and everything, getting ready to go to the hotel. And I was saying goodbye to all the Colts beat writers. A couple of them are friends of mine. Stephen Holder from The Athletic, who came on the show last week. And I didn't know who the Colts were finishing the season with. I was, so I was like, hey, guys, you know, uh, see you guys maybe at the Combine, the Super Bowl, whatever. Um, so who are you guys finishing up with? Oh, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was like, ah, oh, that's an easy win uh, for the Colts. And they're like, Vinny, you don't understand. Colts haven't beat the Jaguars since 2014. And I was like, get out of here. They're like, no, like in Jacksonville. I'm like, no way. There's, that's not true. And they're like, yep, it's true. And I was like, wow. And they're like, hey, I don't know what it is. Or why it is, or how it can't be explained, but they don't play well in Jacksonville. So I was like, "Wow, that's." And lo and behold, they didn't play well in Jacksonville again. So um, they got something going on there. But that's the kind of season that this has been. And I don't see anybody, even the Kansas City Chiefs. They look, huh? You know, okay. They they look good, and they, they're liable to to you know. Uh, 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 beat you pretty good if they're on, but they haven't been on enough for me to think that it's a given that they're going to be on. Nobody. There isn't anybody in the in the NFL that I truly feel that way about. So, to me, if you're the Raiders and you're Raider Nation, you're looking at the situation going, there, anything is possible. That's why you get to the playoffs, because anything is possible. The Raiders have shown that throughout their history. And as Derek Carr pointed out through his brother David, who was the backup to uh, Eli Manning with the New York Giants, you get on the right roll, you don't know where it might take you. So ride it for as long as possible. Out to the Raider Nation listener line, Sal is on the line. How you doing, Sal? 
taking my call. Um, I got a name for this game. How about the do or tie game? Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. You either, you either win it and move on or tie and move on. I, so that, it's a <laughs> I like it. I so, like it, brother. I got you. Um, listen, I want, if there's any Raiders listening to this show right now, I want to apologize to any of them and all of them because there was a moment there when I, uh, when they tied the game up and it went into overtime that I said, uh oh, this team is going to rip my heart out again and the Chargers are going to come back and win this game. And that doubt that's crept in over the 20 years of all the, cruddy stuff that's happened to this organization and the games and the, and the losing and all that, that doubt crept into my mind and it shouldn't have. And, um, because this team is different from teams that I've seen in the past, uh, even as recently as the last, uh, three or four years where they folded down the stretch after hot starts. So, but that doubt did creep into my mind and, uh, I owe the Raiders who work really hard, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, uh, the whole bit, Max Crosby, how hard they work, and I owe them a, an apology for doubting them even for one second. So from here on out, the Bengal game, hopefully it goes beyond that. I am not going to doubt them anymore. That was a bad on my part and, uh, as a Raider, a longtime Raider fan. But I just want to say one thing about this season for the Raiders. Um, I had a heart attack on September 11th, uh, two days before the opener. I watched the opening night game um, on um, uh, at, at a hospital waiting open heart surgery the next day, that the Tuesday after they beat the Ravens in, in overtime. So for me, it's been an 18-week recovery of adversity, and I've gone through highs and lows, highs and lows. So if any team reflects me personally, what I've gone through in the last 18 weeks, it's this Raider team. And I've been resilient, and I've been recovering, and I've been fighting my way through some setbacks here and there, some uh-oh moments, what's going on here, um, and to recover to where I'm working again. I'm uh, sitting there uh, watching these games, and I'm almost like, oh, don't give me a heart attack, Raiders. <laughs> I already had one. I don't need another one. Sal, that's an inspirational story. I'm glad. Uh, thank you very much for sharing it. Uh, thoughts and prayers with you. Keep fighting, man. Uh, and let the Raiders be that example for you because they uh, did not stop fighting, not when it seemed the bleakest uh, or the most hopeless. And there's been various times this year where that has been the case. And everybody expected him to throw in the towel just like they did so many times before. Uh, and as I told Q yesterday uh, when I was on the pregame show with him uh, over by the Coors Landing at a Stadium, not to pat him on the back or me on the back, but you know, there's things that you can glean, there's things that you can see, there's things that you can pick up. Even when guys are out there running around in shorts in OTAs uh, and, and and in training camp, uh, there was something about this team that I kept, I couldn't, I, I I couldn't turn away from. It was just so obvious to me that there was a poise and a professionalism and a growing maturity, a competitiveness. Um, and I go back to watching Max Crosby just flying around the field. Even in OTAs, I go back to Thousand Oaks, California in August. The Rams and Raiders had a, had two joint practices in Thousand Oaks. All right. And the, and you know where the, the Rams are the, what, the second seed or so in the, in the, in the NFC, they're the division championship champions in the NFC West. Uh, it's a good football team. It's a Super Bowl contending team. You know, the Raiders went to Thousand Oaks with a point to prove. I know it was just a joint practice, but they came out with, like, boxing gloves on. They were ready to brawl. Uh, and, and and I'm not just talking about, like, um, uh, exactly. You know, it wasn't just figuratively. Uh, they, 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 they wanted to get after it. They wanted to be competitive, and they were. And they won those two practices uh, against the Rams, and it was noteworthy to me because they, even in that kind of a setting, they wanted to win. They wanted to prove themselves. And I feel like that's carried them throughout the year and throughout all the ups and downs. And it's been really cool uh, to see the maturity of this team and why it's different than Raider teams of past. And I think they've proven that by now. 
back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Passionate Raider is on the line. How you doing, Passionate Raider? Passionate Raider, are you there? Passionate Raider uh, is uh, give us a call back, uh, brother, um, and hopefully you've recovered from uh, with this. Oh, there we go. Passionate Raider, what's up, brother? I had it on mute, brother. I'm sorry, man. Hey, man, I'm laying here trying to recuperate, man. I really haven't got to sleep yet. I've been up all week and I dozed up a couple hours today, but (laughs) man, it was a pleasure meeting you, Vinny, man, and I really appreciate the conversation we had, man, and, and what you do, and you know. Just helping me, helping me learn how to control my emotions sometimes, man. Because you know that this was a tough year. Like the the caller before me said about a heart attack, Vinny. I thought I had eight of them yesterday. <laughs> From that eight minute mark on in the game, Vinny, I just was. I I just you know like I told Hanna this morning when I called, I just said, "Don't do it, don't do it, passion, don't do it, don't do it, don't let those thoughts stick in." And I just kept on trying to tell myself that you know we've been here. This is what we do. If we're not going to win at the end. It ain't a Raider win. So the back of my head, I'm thinking like, man, I wanted this to be beautiful. But I'm like, don't do this. Please don't do this. And when he threw that ball in between three defenders to get that touchdown to tie the game up, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How did he get that in there? That was a great play, man. Oh, my God. It really was, man. It's like there was was three defenders. And, And you can't even, I didn't even get mad at the Raiders defense. There's no way you could because they were 19-play drives. It was like none of those plays were bad plays. They were balling, man, and it was always the third or fourth down before they made a play. Yep, so absolutely. I, 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 I couldn't get mad, man. I tipped my hats off to that team, man. And I tell you what, Derek Carr come out, and he had that crowd pumped yesterday. I, he was going over in the black hole. He was pumping. I knew I didn't have a bad down all weekend that we are going to lose this game, Benny. But when I seen the way he came out yesterday and what he was doing, man, I knew I knew what time it was. I knew it was game time, man. So, man, just, just, just I just call this game. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. My wife just, just texted me calling my, my my wife just texted me calling it the Staley game because of the imprint that the coach uh, of of the of the Chargers had uh, on it, and and I agree, he played a role. And you know what? As a coach. Yeah, you're supposed to play a role, but you're not supposed to play a negative role. And I thought there were a couple of gaffes uh, on on Brandon Staley's part that contributed uh, to the to the Raiders' win, without a doubt. Uh, but that's the way it goes sometimes. And hopefully, Brandon's going to learn some lessons about this year because I thought he uh, coached his team out of the playoffs. And you're not supposed to do that. That's for sure. Uh, we're going to go back out to the Underground Lounge where Q Myers is holding it down uh, over at the Oyo Hotel. Uh, Q Myers. Uh, w- Let's talk about um, you know what happened with Brandon Staley yesterday, and I know that they live and die by that mantra and by that philosophy. Uh, but but I think that there's you know when we talk about analytics in baseball, and I know you're a baseball fan, uh, yeah. Q. I think for the regular season, it's fine because mathematically things add up, and you know you 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 put yourself in a good position mathematically over the course of a season. But it's it's always been curious to me that analytically driven teams in baseball, especially the moneyball teams, um, never did well in the playoffs or 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 you know because because you have to be able to do everything and you have to be adjustable and flexible uh, in those types of situations and maybe do things from the gut rather than analytically because in a one and done type of a situation it could really hurt you, be more of a detriment than a, than a positive. What were your thoughts yesterday about Brandon Staley's performance? Well, you know, I always say that Tigers don't change their stripes. You know, you're just going to be who you're going to be, and that's who Brandon Staley is. He lives and dies by the analytics. And, you know, it's funny, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, who's been covering the league for a long time, said it's great to follow analytics, but it's sometimes you also have to have common sense. And fourth and one from the 18 is not common sense. Nope. You know, even though it didn't, it didn't turn out to hurt him as much as it could have, but still it's just not common sense. And you've got to be smart and know the situation. And that was essentially a playoff game. So like you were talking about baseball, that's a great analogy as a matter of fact because playoff baseball is different, different than regular season baseball. It's just a different ball game. You know, you've got to have certain elements to the game and you've got to coach it up a little bit different. You can get to the dance, but then you have to – you have to coach things up because the playoffs matter a, a whole lot more. So I just think that he 
outdid himself. He out Brandon Staley himself, and that might end up being the detriment of him where he's like, hey, I know better than everyone else, and this is what I'm going to do. At some point, you've got to be able to adjust yourself as well. Yeah, I agree. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Eddie is in L.A. I know Eddie has got some uh, something on his mind right now. What's What you got going, Eddie? Got to be hey, happy, how right? how you doing? How you doing? You're gonna, you got to give me some time because I got a lot. To All right. Okay. First, first off, I'd like to directly to all the car non-believers. The it's been eight years, hasn't got us to the playoffs. Blah blah blah. That's over. Throw that out. That all that trip is for the birds. None, no more. Okay. This team has proved not only to all us Raider fans that didn't believe, but to the rest of the world that doesn't matter what anybody thinks of them. They're going to go out there. They're going to put the work in, and they're going to let the chips fall where they may. They went out there, and they proved to everyone last night. It didn't matter the adversity they were going to face throughout the season. It didn't matter the adversity they faced throughout the game. They were in it to win it, and they were all the way through. All this talk with fans, talking, all we got to do is kneel down so many times, blah, blah, blah. It's in overtime. Now let's kneel down. Let's just secure it back. No. They – Wanted to win. They don't want to go in as a tie. They wanted to go in and take out the Chargers. Does anybody remember 2013? Carlson Palmer, 8-8. Eight and eight. All we needed to do was win to get into the playoffs. Who knocked us out? The Chargers. So squash that talk. We need to get back. This, get this team's back and understand that this team is not going to quit on us. This, this, this whole notion about the Raider teams of old, that's all it is. It's of old. This is the new Raider team has no quit, no matter what happens. I mean, last night was incredible. You saw the, the defense just step up time after time after time. Yeah, fourth down, huge problems, need to fix it. But they never gave up. They didn't go on the side. They didn't pout. They didn't go on the side. They didn't, you didn't start seeing any worry on any of these things. They weren't worried. Look at the Chargers' sideline. They didn't know what was happening. They, 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 they let them get back in the game. They stopped it when they needed to make stops. Derek Carr. Big throws when they needed to be there. Yes, he wasn't on point with some of those throws, but that's, that's through barely getting back Waller, them having you know, a few games not being playing each other. They still have to get that connection. We'll get it fixed. Now it's time for our second revenge game. Yesterday was a revenge for earlier in the season. All that chirping that Joey Bosa did, where's that chirping now? Boy Wonder over there going for it on four and two. That wasn't the Raiders. They went on it. They got it done. We can get this done against the Bengals. Now, if there's any doubters out there, seriously, find another team moving forward. We don't know what's going to happen. They can go out. They can lose. They can go out there and continue playing. We don't know what's going to happen with this coaching staff. Let's keep it in the moment. Let's keep it in this season. Raider Nation, baby, step up. Raider! Thanks for the call, uh, Eddie in L.A. And I, I'm with you in this regard. Uh, there was some just misses with uh, Derek Carr and Darren Waller. I mean, they haven't played since Thanksgiving, for crying out loud, together. So uh, you would expect that. But, um, you know, the fact that Darren was out there and made a couple of plays uh, sets himself up now for Saturday. If, if the body responds uh, accordingly uh, and he's good to go, um, you know, come Saturday against the Cincinnati Bengals, that experience out there yesterday is just going to expedite the process of he and Derek getting back on the same page because it was inches from uh, a couple of big ones yesterday. And I think that that should carry over pretty well against Cincinnati Bengals. And if you remember that Bengals game, by the way, so many errors, unforced errors by the Raiders defensively, offensively, penalties, stupid, you know, shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, if they could clean that up, there's no doubt they could go to Cincinnati and win that game. I'm convinced of it. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Mike is on the line. How you doing, Raider Mike? What's up, Pydron? I'm Long doing all right. Man, I am elated. This is just unbelievable. That Alec, I read the uh, Alec. Alex and, and gold letter right before the game brought tears to my eyes, man, this team and all the Kardashians echo to Eddie 
just find another team. These are the same idiots calling for Harbaugh to be our coach. This coach has endured what no other coach in the history of the league has endured. First interim coach since, I think, the 1920s or something, 1961 or whatever, to take a team to the playoffs. This team believes in Richie B., a.k.a. Goldberg. This team loves that man. They play hard for that man. And he's learning to get better every game. He got out coached against Reed, and look what he did afterwards. He reeled off all these wins with D.C. at his back. And D.C., there's no other quarterback that's endured, what, five head coaches, three GM changes, and he's said, I don't ever want to play for another team. I'll retire before I go to another team. Is that the most Raider-esque thing you've ever heard in your life? These guys are ready to go on a run. Like you just said earlier, Benny, the 2007 Giants, 8-8, we're 10-7. And And I fear nothing from the AFC. Titans, top seed, sorry, DeMond, I don't buy it. I just don't. And Henry's going to have the same effect Waller just had this game. Get me rusty. So, anyway, I see them getting knocked out early as well. So I'm just pumped about this team. I love what they've done. I want Coach B back. He's earned it. And this team, there's just something special. That goes to when I was 15 in 1980 when that team, when Pastorini got snapped. And Plunkett came off the junk heap from Frisco and took us to two Super Bowls in four years. I remember Sorry. that well, uh, Raider Mike. Thank you so much for the call. We're, we're up against it. Um, but, uh, yeah, those were, uh, you know, the Raiders have shown over the years they can go to the Super Bowl as a wild card team. In fact, they were the first team to ever do that, uh, to be the wild card team and win the Super Bowl. So uh, there's nothing, no history that needs to be broken here. It just needs to be matched. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm not ruling it out. This isn't some team that just kind of backed into the playoffs. Uh, this team is on a serious roll right now, and uh, they're going to be a formidable team and a formidable out from this point forward. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonson. You're brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Monday.